0: Hello and welcome back to The Idiotic Perspective, where I talk about whatever I feel like talking about at this current juncture. And at this current juncture, I kind of feel like just talking about comic books, sort of the state that they're in, like the industry, um, the creatives maybe even behind it, and sort of just how I feel about it right now. Because I have a very conflicting opinion on it, I both, I love comics, and as over here, you can't really see. You know what? Fuck it. I'll I'll move the camera so you can see real quick. Um, I have a multitude of comics. I have shelves of comics. Now it's not exactly huge, to be honest. It isn't. It isn't very big, of a of a sort of library of comics. It's very. It's it, it's rather small in comparison to a lot of other people's. Um, but it. it it's a lot to me, at least. I, I love reading comics. And I've also read a lot of comics digitally, um, why, whether it's through, like, the Marvel Unlimited app or the DC Universe app, which DC's is far superior, just from a website, at least, stance. But still, um, so I've read a lot. I, I I try and read as much as I can, as much as I feel like reading. Um, but I wouldn't say I'm, like, an expert on it or anything. I, I know a decent amount. I know more than the probably average person maybe, but I would say I'm pretty close to just an average comic book fan. I'm relatively casual, but I don't really like to call myself that. Um, but I, I grew up on superheroes, so comic books just felt so natural. Like I grew up on cartoons like Spectacular Spider-Man, the 90s Spider-Man, um, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the, the 90s X-Men movie. And then also, I think, like, X-Men Evolution is what it was called, or Batman the Animated Series. Fucking love that. Oh, and the best one, the Justice League shows that I actually started rewatching recently, and I may talk about at some point. But the Justice League shows, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, are probably the greatest superhero things out there, even beyond comics. I do think that they they take what comics are and they really condense it down. And I think that that is very, very good. And I'll talk about that later. But still, I grew up on them. And so I loved comics. I love the stories that could be told while still having superheroes in them. And I've read, read other books that don't have anything to do with superheroes. I've read comics that have to do with uh, uh, The Witcher. I've read um, this comic called From Hell, which is about Jack the Ripper. Um, and then some other ones on here uh, Mouse, this one, you know, um, and there's just, there, there's a lot of stories that can be told, and I think comic books, just as a format, are really fucking awesome, I just love how there's all kinds of different art styles, and, uh, it's sort of like books, and I read normal books, and I love normal books, but sometimes, (laughs) I know it's goofy, but, like, the wordiness of books can sometimes get tiring, you know, like, you're, Like It's just so much extra time reading something and then having to sort of picture it in your head, which can be a benefit, definitely, um, where everyone kind of really gets what they want, you know, just subconsciously. But I don't know. I just think art really brings it out, brings out the actual vision of a creative team, which I personally enjoy more. And then also in a lot of books, if it's like a lot of dialogue, I usually skip the bits between the dialogue and just read the dialogue half the time. That's just kind of how I usually operate. Because that's what I care about. I care what the characters are doing. And what's going on. And less about really the setup around it. Most of the time. But still. But I also think that. While comic books. As a, as a medium. Isn't flawed. But the way that companies are kind of going about them. Is flawed. And how they're handling stories and characters. And all that. Um, and. And I'm going to start mostly with comic books nowadays, because obviously, back then, they were doing pretty well, in my opinion. And now, I just think that there is plenty of issues in today's comic book landscape. And one of them is that comics are painfully lacking creativity, to be honest. Um, It also has to do with, like, a lack of effort, I believe, but also just time. So I'm not, like... Trying to bash the creatives behind it because I'm sure there's amazing creative teams behind these. Like, they're great people, they have a lot of cool ideas, but at least with the big two, they don't introduce a lot of new characters or take a lot of chances. Like, over the last 10 years or so, the biggest characters to be introduced are like new and in- new characters are first of all just rare, like, there's barely any that have gained traction over the last like 10 years. And also they're usually the ones that gain traction are derivative of older characters and just build off of major fan bases even outside of the page rather than even in the page you know like you have your miles morales who obviously spans from uh, spider-man and other spider people like spider gwen uh you have kamala khan who's kind of off of the back of miss marvel to an extent um, and then you have aqualad who Has transitioned into comics, but he didn't even start in comics. He started in a cartoon, which is cool. I enjoy. I think that's very unique. You know, it's like him, Harley Quinn, and then maybe some others that I can't remember that have done that. And it's very unique and it's very cool, but still, I don't know. Like, it's just, he's still off the back of Aquaman. We haven't gotten, like, a completely new IP that has come out of a comic and they just kind of took a chance. They're like, we're going to do a number one of a character called rain man or something i don't fucking know but you know they haven't really they don't do that and like a character like miles morales really wasn't all that good in the comics at least not prior to into the spider-verse and he's amazing in into the spider-verse but before that he really was just black peter parker he had very few distinguishing traits and to me most of them are very shallow distinguishing traits like he has a Few different powers, he can kind of go invisible, or he has, like, that weird shocky thing. I don't really care that about just, like, a slightly different power set. To me, I want more, like, character traits, personality that will differentiate de- de- him. And, like, there's a few, like, he's a bit more of a family element, even though Peter really did have a family element with Aunt May and uh, Uncle Ben, who did die at the very beginning, but still... You know, so, I don't know. And then Kamala Khan, I I tried reading her run, like, her original run, and I read a few issues. I didn't get into it. I know there was plenty of fans out there of it, sure, but I think she never really got into the upper echelon. She really still was, like, a B to C list character, B at best, C at worst. And we just haven't had any major, major, like jumps in this you know and now to go on to the sort of time element and why I think that's kind of killed creativity is that all the major characters have kind of been around for at least like 60 years like I'm talking your Fantastic Fours your Batmans your Spider-Mans your Avengers you know like maybe there were some people that were introduced a little later sure But for the most part, a lot of your major characters are like between 60 to maybe even towards like 70 years old, you know, like it's, it's insane how old they are. And obviously the characters, the stories within these characters feel very derivative because you've exhausted a lot of your efforts. Now there's still always usually a new story that can be told, um, whether it be with Batman, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Superman, Wonder Woman, whoever, you know, the character's just have went through a lot of like the scenarios that people are usually going to think of. And to me, that's just made it very stale. It's really hurt the creators because they're like, oh, I want to do this story. And then you realize, oh, that story has been told multiple times already. So it's either you run with it and you hope you can put your own twist on it that helps it survive or not. Because, I mean, if you look at Batman's like Rebirth run recently, there are so many stories where it is just he loses control of Gotham. I have to regain control of Gotham like all the way through the new 52, whether it be like zero year um, or you have uh like Bane, like the city of Bane thing from the rebirth. And I think Scarecrow even recently took over. I haven't read it, but I think Scarecrow maybe took over the city as well. Maybe it's called like fear state or something like that, you know, like that's like three in a relatively close span and you could go even further back like you have things like the contagion event and all kinds of other times when he lost control of the city and all of them have like their own unique spin, which is cool, but it really does start to add up with how many of these stories are just him losing control of the city. I'm gonna take a drink. I hope you don't mind. And also, since these characters have been out for so long with so many creative hands on them, characters can sometimes feel flip-floppy, you know, and it, it, it does suck like a character's motivations obviously aren't going to be the same because everyone has their own unique take on them and like what they want them to do, and that may not really be a shared vision along everyone else, and it makes them feel very bizarre like a character will become a villain and you're like, how the? fuck did that happen, that makes no sense, but to them it does make sense, the creatives, you know, and that's just because they didn't make the character, they're kind of just working on them, and it changes hands so many times, and while I think that that can also actually bring out a lot of creativity, when you look at something as a whole, like this entire character's runtime, there's some consistencies, but then you also end up finding a lot of inconsistencies, and I think that that makes the characters just feel very flip-floppy, very unfocused I guess is kind of what I'm trying to get at and off the back of that I think that another major problem is just continuity in comics is outrageously hard to keep track of and it locks out newcomers now that's been a common criticism probably for as long as can be is that it locks out newcomers um but I mean like the amount of reboots out there and i understand reboots they but they do make things super confusing you know like they're rebooting this like probably every 5 years or so now on the dc side you know like you have uh new 52 and you have like rebirth and all these other uh rebrandings and like reshufflings of continuity and stuff and i mean i it's kind of cool but also it, it it gets a little shitty me it gets a little confusing to an extent um and I just think it it really makes it hard for a newcomer now while it does kind of give you a jumping on point to an extent then that jumping on point is kind of erased for another jumping on point and I understand that I think DC is trying to at least every so often have a jumping on point for new readers and hoping that the older readers kind of are content and like cool with kind of keep doing this jumping on point over and over and while I'm content with it I'm cool with it I don't care that much I do see the issue with it and I feel like if they decided to just maybe let a character you know kind of fade off like they kill them out or whatever and I know it's difficult for them to swallow killing off someone like let's say Batman Superman or Wonder Woman any of those um three I don't know it'd be nice if maybe they could at least be on the outs for like a little bit like five years or so and then let new characters come in that will maybe take the reins and hope like you give them the best people I'm talking like your Jeff Johns or your whoever else your Zack Snyder Scott Snyder I mean um you know like your big name heavy hitter writers you know and you just let them do their thing You know, with these new characters that make new stories with no strings attached, no continuity they have to follow. They get to do whatever they want, you know. And I think that could be very interesting, but they just don't. Um, Elseworld stories and stories outside of continuity are amazing and I love them, but they can be confusing to new readers. Like if you pick up All-Star Superman and you see Superman dies at the end, you're like, oh, shit. Do I need to read some stuff before it? Like, is this the end of Superman? And I'm like, no, that's not in continuity, bud. But, you know, that's cool. Um, Like, it can be very confusing because there is no distinguishing way of knowing that that's really a different uh, timeline. You know, some books like Spider-Man Noir is so different that you can tell. It's a completely different universe. Like, this is not normal Peter Parker shenanigans, you know what I mean? But some things, like All-Star Superman, it's a much, much, much harder to tell because it really is just a Superman story. A very normal Superman story that can't be told in continuity because you have to literally kill Superman. But, you know, still. And then with that story where Superman does die, it, it can be confusing when there's also a story out there called The Death of Superman, You know, and then people are like, oh, wait, is this the death of Superman? Do people just call it the death of Superman and it's not actually called the death of Superman? And then they realize, oh, no, there's another book over here called Death of Superman. I just read where Superman died. What's going on? You know, like it could be very, very, very confusing. And I completely understand the issue in that. And while I love Elseworld stories and I would much prefer having something like All-Star Superman be allowed to exist and not say no because of continuity reasons we can't, we don't want to confuse readers, I want that story to exist, it's one of the greatest comic books of all time, to be honest, and I just, I feel like they just need to make it very plain Jane, like, very, make it very obvious, this is an Elseworlds, this is an World story, put a logo on the front, give a whole page descripting that, like, hey, this is not the normal universe, this is a completely different, this is not Earth-1, this is Earth-99, where Superman is trying to help uh, help find a way for the Earth to live and fight against threats once he's dead, you know? Like, that's kind of what it is. Like, you need something, to me, personally. You need that, but still. Um, And the last thing where continuity becomes a bit of a mess and confusing and a lot of work is when it comes to crossovers. Now, this isn't for all crossovers. Like, there's some minor crossovers, like, you have, uh, like, War of Kings from uh Marvel which was like a bit of just a uh universe kind of crossover type thing like a like a cosmic that's what I'm trying to say a Marvel cosmic crossover you know and you don't need a lot of really um homework with that as long as you understand who characters are like you don't need to read the Guardians like you don't need to read Inhumans you really just can just read the event and you're pretty f- much fine for the most part um y- you know, if you don't understand who these characters are, like, just as a base level, you'll be confused, and that's kind of my basis where I get from it, is with crossovers, there's so many characters usually in them, whether it be, like, Civil War, or Crisis on Infinite Earths, or whatever it is, um, Infinity Gauntlet, you know, uh, Secret Wars, the list could go on, Secret Invasion, all the secrets out there, you know, um, i just believe that there since there are so many characters that are involved in this it's hard to keep track it's hard to understand who everyone is and it's a lot of homework and also let's say you are just reading strictly batman and then there's this huge crossover event but you don't care about everyone else you really only care about batman so you're like i don't really feel like reading this but now that affects Batman entirely. Let's say it kills Bruce Wayne or something. And now you're like, what the fuck, where did Bruce go? He's just gone, what's going on? And then you realize, oh, I needed to read this massive event that is affecting Batman. And so you go to try and read it and you're like, who are all these people? Who's that guy in orange with green pants? And and they're like, that's Aquaman, who the fuck is that? Now they gotta realize who the fuck Aquaman is. Like, let's say Aquaman's, like, another major player in that event, if you want to be able to understand and have fun with the event and enjoy the event, you will need to understand who Aquaman is and maybe understand where where his run has just come from. Maybe his run is what really sets up this event or something, and now you have to do all this homework to be able to enjoy this event that affects the only character that you want to read, and... I don't think that's inherently a terrible thing, but it, it can be kind of sucky, you know? Like, I it, it's never affected me because I love reading a diverse amount of characters. I love event comics. I think event comics can be some of the greatest comics out there. Civil War is my literal favorite comic event, comic thing of all time. I love it. I think it's amazing. And um, I just think that there is issue with that, I guess, In the sense of... To understand Civil War, you really need to understand just about every character. You can read it and enjoy it, but you won't get the full grasp of it. And it affects characters. Every character. Every single character in the Marvel Universe is mostly affected by this. There's very few that won't be. Like, maybe Doctor Strange won't be or something. You know, someone who... Or like, the Marvel Cosmic characters. They won't be. Sure. But almost every Earth-based hero, which is almost all of them, is gonna be affected. From your Daredevils to your Ironmans, from your Spider-Mans to your Captain Americas. You know, Thor was dead at the time, so, I mean, he won't, but even him, he probably wouldn't be, even if he was alive, you know? And Hulk, I think, was maybe in space on Planet Hulk at the time or something. I don't really remember where he was, but he wasn't in the book. Um, And all of these issues are kind of why I don't, I don't keep up with comics. I don't care to read whatever is currently coming out. I read whatever I want. Like, I recently started buying, um, Annihilation Conquest, and I started buying Grant Morrison's Omnibus Batman run, you know? I bought, like, the original Constantine run and stuff, you know? Like, I'm just kind of reading whatever I feel like reading. It could be super old, like a Crisis on Infinite Earths, or it could be something super recent, like, uh, uh... What's something recent? I guess Batman by Grant Morrison. I mean, that's relatively recent. Um, you know, something like that. Thanos Imperative. I re- read that recently, and it was it was okay. It was solid. Um, little mini crossover thing. I just don't usually keep up with comics because of all of the continuity issues, the create lack of creativity issues. I just don't. I read what I want when I want, and I'm usually at minimum three years behind. Like I wait three years for a comic to be out. Because there's a lot of articles out there and people saying, oh, this book's really fucking awesome, when in reality it isn't. And then, like, a few years later, people are willing to say, like, yeah, that run was actually really terrible. It was a terrible Superman run, you know what I mean? Uh, It didn't do anything interesting, and it just was terrible, you know? Um, And I also mostly buy resold books. I really don't want to give the big two a lot of my money because I don't completely agree with a lot of their tactics, you know, sometimes, you know, I might buy that subscription thing if I don't, like, for a month if I don't want to buy physical comics, because it saves a ton of money, so, you know, sometimes I do that, I buy a month of it, and then I read whatever I feel like reading, but for the most part, I buy resale books, resold books, I, um, just, if anyone, uh, wonders, Abe Books, A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S, is a very good website to look for, they usually have some of the best deals on a lot of, uh, books, to be honest, and it tells you, like, the condition, and I've never gotten one in a condition that didn't make sense to what they said, you know, like, it goes, like, acceptable, um, it goes fair, acceptable, good, very good, as new, and I usually only go as low as good, um, acceptable, I've done a few times if it's, like, a really big drop in price, and Acceptable? I mean, it was acceptable, you know? I mean, it wasn't great, but it was acceptable. Um, and then, like, good is usually, like, it feels as new. At worst, it has, like, a sticker on the inside that said, like, property of blah 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 library or property of Mark Thompson or something like that, you know? Um... And usually it's very good. So I just I wanted to give a little shout out to where I usually buy my books because they're it's a very good fucking reselling kind of site thing. It comp- compiles like all these places that they're selling and um, things things can leave quickly. So if you see like a damn like a damn good deal, I'd go ahead and get it at that current juncture. But for the most part, you're perfectly fine. Just waiting. Sometimes my phone buzzed. Where's my phone. Hello? Oh, my phone's recording me. I'm a fucking idiot. I'll check it later, then. Okay, uh, alright, uh, comic books now, I think this is a bit of an issue as well, but I really understand it from a business perspective. Comic books now are mostly really, they feel like they're being used for advertising more than anything, and I'm mostly talking about Marvel, to be honest, because while DC has probably done this as well, I really feel like it's more marvel than anything like whenever a character is about to get introduced into the mcu they usually give them like a new number one issue like from the like kind of from a scratch they give like a general origin type of deal and stuff like that whether they describe the old origin or they kind of give them a new one and they usually do it like about a year or so before so they can get like a decent amount of issues into the into the run um and then once the movie comes out usually the version that's in the movie bleeds heavily into the comics and so now you know shung i don't know how shung chi actually is in modern marvel i don't i haven't read but if i if i had to assume he's gonna look like he did in the movie and he's probably gonna be a bit more of a jokey character rather than being a little more i don't know i've always viewed shung chi as kind of semi like he's serious like he's very kind of stern but he's very sort of soft but all, like he feels kind of like a fish out of water you know like he doesn't completely understand like the intricacies of just socializing That's kind of how I viewed him Um, the time I've read him at least um, a lot of his dialogue but you know he's usually not cracking a ton of jokes he's usually very to the point on task and I've always enjoyed that but in the movie he was very comedic and that's fine for the movie you know feel bad if someone's like a die-hard chi fan and now it's a Very different version of Shang-Chi that you got, but still. Um, Now, here's a bit of a divisive take to an extent that I do agree with. But I don't hate on it as much as other people. So, comic books have become heavily politicized. Very, very heavily politicized. They just have. And now, I will be mostly criticizing left politics just because... Those are the politics that are thrown in it. You know, they picked a side. I would be way less mad at this if they actually did do both sides. If they wanted to do some left politics and then some right politics. If they want to do that, I would prefer if they just went like a down the middle. Like maybe show an issue, show both sides of that same issue. And don't really pick one that's good or that is bad. And, you know, and it's less like they're going on issues, even though they do do that often. And it's more like... I don't know, it's hard to explain, like, it's more social justice politics than, like, let's say abortion or global warming or whatever, even though they do do that a lot. Um, and uh, the problem I mostly have with this is that it alienates half your audience, essentially, and it, and it stops being an escape, it, it when Usually whenever you're going to whatever medium, whatever entertainment, like whether it be a movie or a TV or comic book or a video game, you want to escape. You don't want you want to go into this fantasy land where, like, you know, things can still be absolute shite, but it's at least a different shit than what you're experiencing out in the world. You know, it's meant to be an escape. It's meant to be you just being able to go get away for a little bit, you know, whether it be you're just reading for 10 minutes, but you get a little bit of an escape. But now when I like real life politics are getting thrown into these mediums, it stops being an escape. There's no point in going and reading this or watching this or playing this because I'm just getting the same dumb shit that I'm getting in real life that I want to get away from. And a lot of what this has led to are like gender changes, sex changes, race swapping, and to be honest some people have an issue with it just because of the certain race that it is swapped to or the gender that it is swapped to or the sex that it is swapped to people have an issue just with hey this character is black and they hate them because they're black now that's absolutely terrible obviously that's racist but why do you say that for the gender part and sex part and everything but some people and I would hope it's the majority but it's hard to tell what's days, day and age with, uh, you know, social media and everything, I'd hope that most people are more mad just because it's, it's lazy and it's heavily disingenuous. I'm going to start with the lazy part. Lazy because you can't just make a new character, you know, like you're trying to be progressive and like, you know, on the right side of the world and blah, blah, blah. And you want representation. And instead of making a new character that can truly be their own and like, truly be themselves, you have to just take an existing white character and just flip them, you know? Like, from a comic book perspective, Miles Morales will never just be Spider-Man. He won't, because Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Sam Wilson will never be Captain America, because Steve Rogers is Captain America, you know? And you keep going, you keep going. There was, like, a recent Black Batman, and he will never be Batman. Bruce Wayne's Batman. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. That it will will forever be. And and I think that just sucks for these characters. That sucks for the races that they're trying to represent. Because now, like, the most iconic black characters are, like, Cyborg, Black Panther, Falcon. I never view Miles Morales as, like, an iconic uh, black slash, I think, Puerto Rican character. Because he's just derivative of Spider-Man. You know, like, he doesn't have a mantle to call his own you know and he's mostly fighting other spider-man villains like he doesn't even have a lot of his own unique villains you know and now they also brought him into the 616 universe so he's literally just with peter like in the same universe so what's the fucking point in having both you know I was cool to me if they wanted to give him the ultimate universe that would be awesome Give it to him, let him have his own universe, start giving him his own villains, unique storylines that are very unique to him. And yet you could get close, but it still wouldn't be perfect unless he had like a bit of a rebrand away from the idea and the identity of Spider-Man. But he's also always going to be locked into that now. To me, if you would have tried to do the character of Miles and just not do the Spider-Man part, just give him his own shit with his own villains, his own motivations, uh, with, with his own everything, put him in Seattle instead of New York and give him his own villains, uh, give him whatever, I don't care, Bone Crusher or Lightning Rod or something, I don't fucking know anything, go for it, I just give him his own characters, his own motivations, his own backstories, his own everything, and his own stories, and don't have him linked to this already existing character, where he literally has the same mantle as that character. It just really sucks. Like some characters have gotten it off a little bit easier, like Kamala Khan, because I mean, Captain Marvel, you know, hasn't hadn't been Miss Marvel for years. So she at least has a bit of a ease out of it just because Captain Marvel will probably forever be Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel and she will never go back to be Miss Marvel, you know, so Kamala Khan can kind of just take that mantle and be a little bit less derivative. It still is technically, but a little less. And to me, just make new characters of these races if you want to represent them. Like, to me, that'd be fine. And if you have a few race swappy ones, like, that's fine. But give some actual original ones. Because to me, this isn't true and proper representation. This is lazy. These are derivative characters with very white roots. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, while I don't completely agree with a lot of political things out there, like... This is not something I'm against, I'm not fucking against having representation in comic books, go for it, just stop having it be derivatives, and this kind of goes back to just the creativity side of things, they're not willing to make new characters to get this representation in, they're not willing to put in the work of to have this representation in, are you fucking kidding me? It's so lazy, like just, oh, like you have- a black Batman, or obviously Miles Morales Spider-Man, or or now gay Superman, you know, like with his son and like it's just kind of Eh. It's like they care more just they care less about the characters themselves and just being able to say that these characters exist. You know, like they don't care about the writing. They don't care about the characters actually getting their due. They don't care even really about the representation. They just care that they can now say, hey I help with representation, I'm a good person, right, right, and most of them are probably white people, to be honest, and it's, it fucking sucks, it's terrible, it feels scummy, and it, it it's just, I hate it, I just hate it, it, I, I could go on a whole tangent, and sometimes it can be done well with, like, characters being able to naturally kind of involve politics, like, some characters can just be very political, like, Green Arrow is a lefty, he's far left, and his books usually talk about leftist politics, And I don't hate it. I think that it makes sense for him as a character because he is just—he's a very lefty guy. Well, I don't think it's great to politicize it because there's a lot of people that just will not be able to tolerate it, and I understand that. But I kind of find it relatively interesting. But really, he's the only one that I've ever done that, and that's really just because I think Green Arrow is awesome as a character. Um, but then you have someone like Black Panther who can do race very well, whether you look at the movie or you look at whatever, you know, like the books, like it could be done very, very well. And it's very natural, you know, like Black Panther was always black, you know, it wasn't like there was a white Panther and they decided, ah, we'll do Black Panther now, you know, like he was always been Black Panther. T'Challa is Black Panther, no matter fucking what. And that is a true black character. Cyborg, well, I've never actually read a Cyborg comic, so I don't actually know what his name is. I've only... I've even watched the Teen Titans show. At least somewhat. And I don't know his name. What is his name? I mean, I've read books with Cyborg in it. I've read Flashpoint. At least. It's the only book I think I might have read with him in it. To be honest. Because I haven't read a lot of Justice League. I know. That's a very big blind spot to have. But still. um, I've mostly read Marvel. To be honest. But... And with DC, it's mostly Batman, to be honest. Like, I have them in alphabetical order. And I have a shelf of Marvel and a shelf of DC. First of all, the DC shelf isn't even full. And secondly, the Batman goes for almost half of it. Half of the whole thing. Half of the whole DC shelf is Batman. And then even more than half, probably, really. Because there's some down here that alphabetically, you have like Joker War or something. Which is like a recent one. Or, like, Dark Knight's Metal, which is, like, a crossover, but still is very Batman-heavy. Anyway, um, I don't know, I don't know Cyborg's thing, but Cyborg will always be black, you know? Uh, Sam Wilson will always be Falcon. Always. And, uh, Shang-Chi will always be Asian. You know, like, you can go to all the other fucking races out there, you know? Um, now there are some that are kind of original and less derivative. You have, like, America Chavez, you know, while... You know, the whole idea of, like, um, America is a bit more of, like, a Captain america thing. I don't completely view it as a as he is the sole one that can have to do with America, you know? But still. And with all these issues, it makes me think that comics really need to learn from manga or runs such as Invincible. Because I think having, because a lot of manga, at least, it is one guy who works on it. For a long ass time, like it is very long-running series that go on, but it's like one person that heads them, that is at the helm. You know, like there's some that go on for so long that I doubt it's one person. And I'm not an expert on manga. I've literally read one thing. I've read Death Note, but I know a few things, and I know that usually it is one person that go- works on a run for the whole time, you know. And usually they get it done. Sometimes they sadly pass before they can finish. And maybe someone takes over, maybe they don't. But most of the time, it is just one guy that works on it. And I think that builds cohesion within the narrative, within the character. And usually, the character has a clear beginning, middle, and end. Usually, they are clean cut. You have a beginning, and a middle, and end. And that's mostly manga. But there are some comics out there, like Invincible. Invincible is my favorite comic run of all time. I fucking love Mark Grayson. I love all of... I love the whole characters. I love everything. I think his... While there are technically some down moments, it's a very long run. So if there weren't any down moments, I would think that Robert Kirkman was a fucking robot who who just... Who had no real flaws as a human. Even if he was a human and not a robot. But he's probably a robot, you know, if I was gonna... If he didn't have any flaws in his work. But it is still... Such an amazing run and having a superhero book that has a con- has a clear beginning, middle, and an end. Oh, hey, invincible's wrong way. Invincible's right there. Right there. Thought I'd point it out. You know, that's the third compendium. I don't have all of them. I don't have the first two. I have the first two digitally. I just don't have them physically. Um, and I'm gonna be getting them physically though. Don't don't fucking worry about it because that is such an amazing run, and I fucking love it. So I'm gonna have all of them. I have to be honest like it just that run is so amazing strictly because as a beginning and a middle and an end. I fucking love it. I love that idea of I got to go on this complete ride with this character. Same thing with Death Note. I loved having that complete that that clear complete beginning, middle, end. I got to see how these character stories play out. I got to see how they started, I got to see how they ended. And I got to when I went to go on. I got I got to go on that whole journey. I'm stuttering because I fucking care about this so much, and I love this format. And I just hate that it's not being used in normal comics. Now I understand from a, a perspective, like uh, money wise, business wise, that killing off your characters is a is very scary. Your most iconic characters is very, very, very scary. Getting rid of them is very, very scary and not bringing them back in a short period of time. But to me, you could have a bit of a a give and take with this format. You know, have one guy working on Batman. It should Make it a good decision who is, but have a guy working on Batman at your next reboot from beginning to end. You could have him working on it for a decade if he's willing. You can have him do that. And then at the end, either Batman retires or Batman dies or something. And then let Batman Be gone. I don't even want anyone taking up the mantle. Someone else can come and be the protector of Gotham, but don't let them be Batman. Just let Batman be gone and let Red Robin take over as the protector or let Damian Wayne, because I feel like Damian doesn't really have much of a place right now. But still, like, let him die. Let Let Bruce Wayne be gone at least for, like, another decade. Let him be done. And I know, like, that's sad to me, but we have... So much Batman comics that no one has probably read all of them. I gotta be honest, Chief. And if they have, they're probably content with having a bit of a break. I'm gonna be honest. There's so many Batman comics out there. Old ones, new ones. And if you want to still get Batman comics out there, do collections of older things. And re-release them, reprint them. And people will go and buy them to get their Batman fix if they ever feel like it. You know? Like, I would love to start owning collected editions of older comics because while there are a lot out there there's also a lot that isn't and I think that Marvel and DC can make a ton of money off of their existing characters without even needing to make new material and you can still give these characters a bit more of a satisfying beginning middle end type of arc and I think that there's a lot to that could be that could work there there are some flaws technically but you know like what if people don't buy these older editions what if people hate the person who's helming the the Batman run at that time, you know, who's doing that beginning, middle and end. And that's where it becomes a bit of a risk. But also, I think that it will just, in the end, it'll be creatively good, but also financially good. I think that both can coexist. And I think this is a way for them to coexist. And really just bottom line, I want them to take risks. I want them to be creative. And I want them to have a legitimate reason to introduce new characters because they're going to need characters that'll fill that void of Batman when he's dead. And that's where a new character could be introduced and be allowed to thrive and live and have his own place in the universe and not be overshadowed by Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman or whoever, you know? And you could kind of try and, like, alternate it to where, like, between those three, only two of them are dead or only one of them's dead and two of them are alive and the two of them die and then Batman comes back. Because Batman's probably... He, at least financially, is the most popular. You know, he makes an F-ton of money compared to Superman and Wonder Woman. So, maybe you want Superman and Wonder Woman to be alive for for a decade. And then that's when Batman dies, is dead. And then whenever Batman, maybe you're bringing him back in some way. um, That's when you kind of are like, Superman and Wonder Woman, you guys can kind of dip. You guys, we'll, we'll give you a nice conclusion. Now, I'd prefer if they could stay dead for almost ever. I would prefer that. I would, I would much prefer that. But I don't think financially they would want to do that. They want to kill off their IP and never want them to come back. Even though, if you want new books, you can do Elseworld stories as long as you, you know, make certain like that people know, hey, this is Elseworld stories. We, uh, hell, just bring back the mantle of Elseworld. Like I don't fucking understand. Like have that be a title of a run of like a series, and so you could do like Elseworld Batman, Elseworld. Gotham by Gaslight, or something like that. You know, I don't know. And I, I don't think that companies are ever going to do this. So I want more independent creators who just want to make good stories and good content. I, I, I just want that. I want good characters to have good cohesive runs. And to be honest, the inspiration for me saying this is the Ripaverse. Even though I did not like I Some One, I. I'm going to keep giving him a chance. I'm going to try Isom 2. And since the other books coming out from under him are from a different writers, I'll probably try one more. And if that one more is still bad, I probably won't anymore. But I commend his effort. I commend what he's trying to do. And I appreciate it and I love it. I think it's awesome what he's trying to do. Um, And I would I would just love for this to work out for him and to him to... Sort of learn the mistakes from Isum One, make Isum Two really good, and then like it's just a, you know, like it's just a fire off from there, and they're just hot streak. You know, like they start actually making really amazing comics with amazing runs, and like Isum's only going to get three parts, which somewhat scares me, just because Isum One, I felt like fucking nothing happened. I felt like we had a some introduction, but also was very shallow introduction. There was a lot of issues with Isum One, just to say the least but maybe uh, there's a ton with Isom 2, and Isom 3 is even massive, um, potentially, but still, it's a conclusion, you know, Isom, I'm assuming at least, will be done by then, or at least for a little bit, you know, like, we have, like, at least a bit more of a clear and cohesive beginning, middle, and end, literally the beginning, the middle, and the end, that's all we're getting, you know, um, but I don't know, I just, I would love for, creators to come out, it doesn't have to be massive universes, it doesn't even have to be superheroes, it can be completely contained universe, if you want to do superheroes, you can have bat, like you have your a uh, person have a universe, like let's say a character called, I don't fucking know, Blue Devil, you know, you could have him have his own universe, and then someone called Godsend, and have them have their own universe, they don't have to be connected at all, or if you want them to be connected, go for it, you know, And I just... I don't know. Now, I do see an issue with people being like, how do I even get it out there? And I don't know. I don't know. I know there's, like, Indiegogos or GoFundMes that you can try, but getting the message out there that these exist will be difficult. You know, like... Eric July, who's the guy that runs the uh, Ripiverse, he... He had a platform going into his endeavor, which gave him, like, a leg up. And, I mean, he worked for that platform, so I'm not saying, like it's unfair like no like he worked for that platform so he's reaping the benefits and I applaud that to be honest um and hell maybe he'll if you have a good enough idea and you message him maybe he'll hire you as a writer going forward eventually I don't know he could he might if you want to get a story out there talk to him but I don't know I just want more creative new independent creatives I guess to try and I don't know salvage this I do think that there needs to be a better platform for indie creative things, maybe. Like, a platform for digital books, at least, Um, where, you know, like, you, you upload a book, let's say, however many pages, and there's a sort of preview thing for every book, and, like, you can, like, put, like, tags on it and stuff like that where it's, like, Tag is like superhero and it's like an action genre or it's a mystery genre or something like that detective thriller or something like that you know um and it's sort of like a database like a big major website with like traffic and stuff you know people go in they view they and like they can read like the first five pages or however much you choose to be a pre as a preview or maybe like the whole first issue is a preview and then you have to pay to get the rest of the narrative or something like that you know i think that could be interesting i think that could be cool um, I don't know if that could probably already exist, and I'm just blowing smoke out my ass, but I don't know. If it doesn't, I'd want it to be created. If it does, I'll hopefully try and find it, and I'll try and support uh, creatives, but I don't know, like independent creatives. It just makes me sad, the state of the comic book industry. I think there's a lot of issues with it, and I, I want it to be better because I love these characters of Marvel and DC as characters and they were my childhood you know like and I just I want them to be better I want to be able to keep up with comics again and like truly feel like I'm th- comics are actually made for the readers and less for whether it be advertising for other projects or uh, social justice browdy points and stuff I just I don't like it I genuinely don't like. I even even when it's politicized, I agree with a lot of the politic, i pol- political kind of ideas behind it, but the methods are just so scummy and terrible that I hate it. And it's very disingenuous. And I don't understand how more people are mad about it. You know. Um, oh, I forgot to change my lights. They're the boring lights. They're the bright white lights, and not the aurora borealis. Well, shit. Whatever. It's fine. Um, I don't really know how to end this. I want comics to be more creative, to take more risks, and to introduce better characters. New characters. But I don't think it's ever going to happen. But still. If you enjoyed this, I hope that you give it a like, a follow, a uh, sub, whatever you can do on whatever platform. I try and have this on as many platforms as possible. I have, I think I have it on Apple Podcast, I have it on Spotify, I obviously have the YouTube video version, if you're seeing that, I guess it wouldn't be obvious if you're not, but still, I have a YouTube video version, I don't edit it a lot, I, mostly it is just the camera and looking at me, so if you don't like my face, you may not want to look at that, even though I love my face, um, (laughs) fucking hell, it's so dumb, it's not even a fucking funny joke, anyway, um, (sighs) I don't know. I just hope you give it a follow. I hope you liked it. If you did, I hope you come back. If you don't, I hope you have an amazing life. And have a good one. Goodbye.